Listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play games and put on tournaments, both of which very badly. And then we get on here and we talk about them. Badly. Badly. Lots of badlies. Yeah, it, it's bad. <laughs> it's all bad. You know that. You've probably listened before. Actually, you probably haven't. This is probably your first time, so we apologize in advance. Again, we need a disclaimer, but anyway. <laughs> yes, we, we haven't recorded that yet, have we? Uh, so we wanted to talk, if, uh, there's been a couple of Blood Bowl events in the last month or so. It has been a Blood Bowl rich a second part of the year. It is, the, the, it's been epic. Like it has rained. We've even attended some. Which is you know, in the unheard last of, yeah, absolutely unheard of. Uh, so we wanted to get on and get an episode out just about the uh, or two, two tournaments in particular. Uh, I may as well kick it off, I suppose. So uh, early November, Big V and Cheeky V. So <sighs> the this was an event, that is for sure. And yes, some of us were there. So upset still (laughs) to this day. It's not okay. Have you lined up time off for next year? The dates are up already. I know, but the dates is my wife's birthday. So you're giving her a holiday from you? I would need to take the children if I did that. Oh, Oh dear. Ah, Jace, what are we going to have to do to get you there? Anyway, convince convince them to change the dates. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. Considering Big V this year was, what was it, 142 or 144? It was one of those two players all playing 11's Blood Bowl. It was the fourth biggest uh, standard 11's tournament in the world you know ignoring the squad base ones like the world cup the world cup doesn't count that that's nah, special it gets I mean, its own criteria that, like, that's ridiculous who pays attention to the world cup that is absolutely huge and it's a huge uh compliment to johnny for all the work that he does for big v every year to show that we can get that sort of a turnout in australia it is ridiculous, and I am still in awe of a the energy and effort that that man has because it must be endless. Um, but b like that is just oh, that is blood bowl mecca, right? It's just it's the and best. he's always such a nice guy. Like I don't know how he does it with all that pressure on his head, and he's always just happy to chat and and very friendly and just such a giving guy. And I'm like. Where? How? I don't get it. 
I'd be throwing things at people by, you know. Oh, I would be a right cunt of a human. Uh, <laughs> More so than normal. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, Big V, look, I'm not going to talk too much about it. I'm sure there's going to be a number of podcasts about it or a number of uh, things that you can read online. All the results are up there. It was huge. It was epic. I was there for part of Saturday and there were just, it was so many people from all around Australia just having fun and playing Blood Bowl and just row upon row upon row of ta- boards after boards after boards of people playing. Every team you could almost think of was there. Yeah, and almost. various versions of them. So there were, you know, there was a Lego team being played, for example. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll move on. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was Cheeky V. Cheeky V was the Sevens event on the Friday night before Big V. And being a Sevens event, I thought I'd go along and play. Correct. You didn't think so. I very much <laughs> thought so. Don't even start. <laughs> Again, fate conspires. I'm not sure what I ever did. Uh, I'm not sure who I've upset, offended, or murdered in a past life. But they are determined that I'm not going to attend these things um, because, disappointingly, that was the weekend. Apparently, we decided to book for the family. And by family, I'm not even just talking my my immediate, like, actual family like this is my extended parents brothers sisters uh, all singing all dancing sort of pre-christmas family getaway which is now in its second year and people are talking about it like it's a tradition and i'm not okay with this let's just be clear um so people you don't want to spend time with correct (laughs) (laughs) well I'm not going to tell you what the right decision to make is, but you made the wrong one. <laughs> you, you make it out like there was a decision. This is... Uh, there's no decision. Anyway, Cheeky V, three rounds of sevens. The rounds were... In the, in the handbook, they were... It wasn't really a handbook, but in the guide to the event they were 50 minutes each that was rounds Mm -hmm. one and three and i think round two was an hour they ended up being a little bit longer than that which is fine we didn't start till a bit later than advertised which was also fine Um, believe it or not and i don't think i've mentioned this to you have a guess who the last person was that we were waiting for (laughs) I don't know that you've mentioned this, but I absolutely know who it was. <laughs> there is zero surprise. And there were messages saying he was like in Melbourne already, like well before that. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. Uh, Dylan, we love you, but my God. Can we just, you know, on a completely unrelated note, can we issue for our next tournament like a a player's handbook, a player's guide, or whatever you want to call it, uh, but a separate one for Dill and just change the times. I, I actually think the best option out of this is to organise a taxi service type scenario and we don't allow him to organise his own transportation to and from and that will either mean that he is there on time or two people are late but they can play <laughs> each other. <laughs> All right, done. 
if he grudge matches anyone, they now oblige. They need need to give him a lift. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Anyway, we finally once once a certain you know thoughtless member turned up, we finally got going, and three rounds, quick rounds of sevens. So, look, I was there for. A quick time, not necessarily a good time. No, perfect course, right? Um, <laughs> I was I there to say, play some games quickly. I will say, in preparation for this, there were a lot of there were quite a few nights at Throw the Dice where people were like, actually, I'm panicking about the time restriction. Everybody has played games in this time, like it's not actually a concern. But people were were actually a little bit nervous about it, and there were nights just for the sole purpose of playing games quickly so people would get used to how quick they need to move. Um, I think I think it caused some anxiety. I think it might have. We we do give a little bit more time for our rounds, but then again, uh, is there a full-day tournament and not one starting at like 6 o'clock on a Friday evening, uh, which is fair. But considering the, the round times, I decided to take a corn team. And my reasoning behind this was that hopefully by halftime, there would be probably one and a half teams on the pitch rather than two. And thus the games would go quicker. I didn't really care which side had the half. I was kind of expecting it to be my side more often than not. I've played corn before and my dice will quite often go against me. Yeah, I... Probably not the team I would have chosen personally, but hey, I can see the logic. To be quite honest, I was there wearing a TCG shirt, so we were uh, enjoying Cheeky V and Big V in all its glory, and yet at the same time, pushing our next tournament. (laughs) Priorities. Absolutely. So I took three Bloodseekers, a Corn Gore, and four Marauders. Uh, It turns out to be a legal sevens list. Yes, absolutely. Yep. I took an email to the contrary earlier before the tournament. I'm like, where in the rules does it say this? Because I'm pretty sure that I've run a few tournaments and that's never been the case. Anyway. And if if we had it wrong this whole time, oh my God. Anyway. I mean, I wouldn't put it past us. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's the piece, right? It's almost likely. (laughs) Absolutely. I took a couple of skills. I think I took guard on one of the bloodseekers and block on another one because I'm boring and extra arms on the corn gawk because he was going to be my little runner dude. Did play three games, like I said. Uh, the first game I went against Tim, regular Thoughtless Bowl player Tim with his Necro, regular Thoughtless Bowl team. Lots of Necrons, beautifully done up, look fantastic. And I pulled off one nil victory against Tim which means he has won a couple of our tournaments and he is probably mm-hmm. the best Thoughtless Bowl player. So I am undefeated against him, which makes me better. Just saying. That's my I see where you're at. I'm going to stand on it. Uh, game two, I played against Gavin and Gavin was playing Dark Elves and it probably didn't help him that I got his Witch Elf off pretty early onto the game. That is a vaguely important piece. Yeah, I know, right? Came up uh, to a 1-0 victory on that as well. So I go into round three. 
It's only two three rounds. wins. I know, right? And I think I, I was messaging the Discord throughout the night and absolutely said it that, yeah, my dice have been great. So it's about time they turned off. And by God, didn't they for game three? So uh, I went up against Matt, who was playing Skaven. Matt was from Adelaide. And we played 13 turns of sevens mm-hmm. because of the good old kickoff result. Mm-hmm. My corn gore went off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I kept him to a 5 nil victory. <laughs> I was expecting six. <laughs> and he promptly won the uh, tournament. Um, all thanks to because you. Of that. All thanks to me. So, but yeah, like three great games. Uh, Tim, always a pleasure. Gavin was really sweet and awesome. And he was the one that makes up those, like the the coasters, things mm. like that for the teams. And he had done the, the ones for everyone at the Cheeky V got one, which was great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, you know, having the witch elf go up pretty quickly is kind of demoralizing, but he, like he was an awesome guy to play against. And Matt was just a delight. He really was. That's so, gutter runner after gutter runner. Put the ball in the touchdown. Oh, look, what what am I going to do about that? I went into the game. I went into the game going, if I pull off a win, I could walk away with this. But unlikely. And then I saw the Skaven on the other side of the pitch. I'm like, equally unlikely, more unlikely now. <laughs> anyway. Uh, end result, there was like, there was a bingo card and then this is probably the only thing I, I can say about the tournament in the negative is that it wasn't, I didn't un- fully understand. It. I don't know if it was explained properly or anything like that, but bingo was like for spot prizes, right? Mm-hmm. So you get a bingo throughout your games, you would get a random prize, which could have been anything from a team to, I don't know, chocolate or something. Um, but apparently that was worth points towards the final result, Ooh. which I, I didn't know. So apparently I came 10th overall out of mm-hmm. 32 players, I think, mm-hmm. which was kind of decent. Playing, I, after playing for first, yeah. Yeah, but I'm happy about that. Uh, but apparently if I'd gotten bingo, I would have moved all the way up to third. So I'm not too sure how that works. But anyway... Big V, Cheeky V, they're all booked in for November next year. And if you can get to a tournament in Melbourne, it's a good one to get to. It's a popular one. And there's lots of stuff, lots of teams to look at, even if you go for a look. And and while I was wandering around on Saturday and actually answering a few rules questions, some of which I got the right... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there were a lot of people coming in, wandering around, and you know, people that knew it was on, and people that were just coming in to see what was going on. So it yeah. was kind of cool to see. So yeah, you should go next year. I really should. <laughs> just gonna leave that out there. Anyway, more importantly, a couple of weeks after that, we had our final tournament for this year. And it was Why So Serious 2. Yeah, you may have heard us banging on about it for a little bit. Just a little bit. We had such a response to Why So Serious 1, we just knew we had to do it again. Mm -hmm. And 
I must say, it's the most fun tournament we run. It Everybody's is, it... having having a ball. There's laughs. There's smiles. There's all sorts of stuff going on. It's it's my favorite. It is. It yes, it is the one that. Blood Bowl has a really, like, it's got such a huge following and there is such a, a huge amount of people that play it seriously in the spirit of the game, right? But they're good at the game. Um, but also, like, even those same people or a lot of those same people just like playing the game and kind of appreciate the silliness that happens and the the... the you know, randomness that the game adds. It is one of those games that regardless of how good you are at it, it will just occasionally decide, nah, I don't like you today. And that that's fairly regular. And there's a lot of people that there's, so there's a lot of events for those people that play semi-serious Blood Bowl. Yes. And what, there is also a large part of the community that is there for just to lean into the stupid. Um, and we are a significant part of the community that leans into the stupid at every possible opportunity, right? Absolutely. We, we, we needed a little home. We needed a, a, a flagship event that really went, Blood Bowl silly. We like silly. Let's get silly. And that's, that is the entire context of let's, take the end of the year when everybody's a little bit tired and just get an opportunity for people to get together, play an awesome game and just up the giggles to like, just turn up to 11 if you can. And so that was the first one. And the first one, a bunch of people came and many, many giggles were had, thankfully, because we weren't sure how it was going to land. No, um, we <laughs> and we had that much fun. It was like, yeah, we're doing this again. We're going to do more because it's it is something different. Um, and you know, we'll go through a bit, in a bit about how how we ran it and how it walk worked and all that kind of jazz. But it, again, it's just it's literally an excuse to come and have have giggles for a day, roll some dice, do some silly things um, that you might not be able to do at a quote unquote serious blood bowl event. Mm-hmm. Look, it's definitely getting the name out, I must say. Because after last year, we had so many people saying, oh, you know, let's do that again. We really enjoyed that. And this year, I think I heard that even more. So it's just, yeah, it's that opportunity to let your blood ball hair down and just go along and have a bit of fun and not know what the hell is going to happen. You can't plan. We don't give you time to plan for things. No, but equally, like, sure, you're making a roster, but you don't know what you're making a roster for. Like, it's not about who actually wins the games. That's the thing. We, we didn't give prizes for first, second, third. We gave other prizes. So... uh yeah, look, we we ended up, it had a couple of dropouts, but we did sell 33 tickets, uh, so it was good. It was at a new venue as well, so we had more space. We had plenty of space to fit everybody in, have 
uh, a lot a lot of blood bowl going on but not too close to each other or anything like that and uh you know the venue in in north shore served alcohol which some people took to a certain degree and they served food and it was great nobody had to leave everybody was having a bit of fun on location which was great yeah it, there is something about attending a gaming tournament of literally any new genre and not having to rub butts with a person at the table behind you unless you want to yeah, well, i mean it's a choice situation right you might have to take a couple of steps backwards you can but you don't have to yeah. because we have probably all been to that tournament where it's in the, the the crowded, hot, stinky, sweaty room where you're sitting there at a table and you just look over your shoulder and you are just confronted at face height with us, not wholly contained by the pants they're in. <laughs> um, we've been there. And look, it, it sometimes some would argue it adds to the ambience. Others would say, you know what? Give me an extra meter and I'm a happy little camper. <laughs> we gave them the extra meter and allowed them to do what they liked with their butts. Everybody's butt is their own game. <laughs> do what you will. Do what you will. They look in at the end of the day, the the whole tournament was all about having fun, and if some and of that consent. fun involves <laughs> if some of that fun involves butts, so be it. Who are we to judge? Anyway, shall we get into a couple of the the results and the, what we did and all that sort Let's. of stuff? So, I mean, this is you've either you're listening to this. This is either. Um, you came along and enjoyed yourself and want to hear a bit of a rundown of it, or this is totally an ad for next year. So make of it what you will. Do you have a rundown of the different teams and stuff like that? I do have a rundown of the different teams. So we had, after pullouts and everything, a really good mix of teams actually, and it was... It was really fun as rosters came in, seeing how different people had taken the the A. There were rosters there that you went, oh, this could show up and play at a serious, quote unquote, sevens event. Um, and there were ones there that are going, this is the only tournament you could take this roster to. And you've really decided to, that that's an opportunity, right? Yeah. Um, so I think most popular, I think it's the numbers in front of me, um, Skaven. Mm-hmm. Not uncommon with seven, uh, not with sevens, but with three Skaven teams. So that was the most common out there. Um, a bunch of twos, goblins, take that. Human, yep. necro, Nurgle, uh, snotlings, two vampires, can't really blame them, new kids on the block. Exactly. Uh, and then it was just one. So it was our Amazons, Chaos Dwarves, Elven Union. So there was a really good breakdown of different teams taken um as i said kind of it kind of leans it almost leans into the standard sevens thing in that you see scave it up there um but elves were surprisingly under under represented uh he says looking for the high and dark elf rosters that didn't exist um so you know people definitely took took some opportunity i mean part of that too was the fact that we had 
a number of awards for the day. We had, mm-hmm. but in particular, we had a points haul award. Mm-hmm. And we announced in the months leading up to Why So Serious 2, we announced different things that you could get points for towards this points haul award, one of which was taking a team that nobody else took. So I think that probably sort of helped us and get a bit more diversity because I think we had, was it, was it something like eight teams that were individual? Uh, he says go back to the teams. Northern Union, one, Ogres. Two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So there was 18 teams taken all up. Mm-hmm. Out of those... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eleven of those were individual. Excellent. And that is, you know, it's that opportunity for people to run something that might not normally get played. We wanted to give, uh, we wanted to have a lot of different things on the table, so to speak. Mm Mm-hmm. And we did, I mean, we did a number of different points that you could get to the points or award, and I'll go through those in a second. But having that different, not only unique team, but also unique skills as well. Because we gave, it was, it was a 620, 640, 670? Yes. Yes. Uh, Something like that? More than that, no, because it was 700 for the last one. Okay. So it was 40, 670, 700? Yeah. All right. Just a guess. So you could buy skills. And again, if you took skills that nobody else did, you would get a point towards that point sort of thing. And that led to quite a few different skills showing up on the day and people taking skills that they thought, no, no one's ever going to take this. And other people did. Gave me the giggles when other people did, um, of which we had 31 separate skills taken. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly some people still, you know, believe that, you know, you go with the basics, keep keep it simple, because Block was still by far – with 12 different people taking block, noting that you could only take each skill once for your team, um, was the most taken skill with 12. And not really jumping on the the why so serious thought pattern here. And then if we we work down that, you know, the next guard. Guard, yeah. (laughs) Guard with eight, but kick equally with eight. I love kick. I will say, kick is one of my go-to skills, especially for sevens. Yeah. Uh, and then shorthand, tackle and wrestle with six each and frenzy next. Frenzy, okay. It's a, a little bit off. The rest of them absolutely are, you'll see on every single tournament team that you can possibly think of. But we had people taking, somebody took shadowing. Yes. <laughs> We had we had two people take cannoneer. Yes, and God, we, weren't they upset that they weren't the only one? So, uh, we had somebody take pile driver. That is um, a weird one. Yeah, so there was there was some stuff which I liked. Um, there was there was some nice little there was you know 
on the ball. What else have we got that's a little bit janky? Ah, oh, look. Strong arm, I suppose. That's a thing. Break tackle, we've got to, got to look in. So, yeah. No, there was both diving tackle and diving catch got to look in. There's, there was stuff. Excellent. So we had a number of prizes, basically. We weren't mm -hmm. giving prizes for first, second, third. What we were giving prizes for was the middle of the pack. So whoever Try can get it. dead middle, which is, you know, something you cannot aim for. You can so, aim for it. You ain't going to get it by aiming. <laughs> it's like the toilet bowl. You're not going to get it by aiming. Just give it a go. Yeah. It's it's the, you know, we're trying to avoid the whole wooden spoon thing where you know you're having a really bad day and you're like, well, I've got one more game to go or two more games to go. I might just go for the wooden spoon award. There's no wooden spoon. It's the middle. We had Cool's team, which was the popular vote for which team was the coolest. We had best opponent which was obviously whoever you played that you thought was the best person on the day, both of which we've had multiple times before. Uh, then we had the points haul. Now, the points haul, like I said, was all these things that you could get points for when we announced them weeks leading up. So I'll run through those now. So getting your roster in on time, that was one point. Should be pretty easy. We did an episode where we told you to message us with the word turkey, and that would get you two points. I was very disappointed with the amount of people that actually did that. It was probably about a third. If you took a team that nobody else took, you got one point. If you had a theme to your team, you would get anywhere from one to three points. If you had a team song, you would get anywhere from one to three points. I love the level of subjectivity that we put in this as well. Yes. We are going to put, we are going to judge the effort that you've gone to here is really what this comes down to. How much effort have you gone to? Um, you know, you've done literally anything to tick the box, a point. But, you know, give us a giggle and you're probably going to get some more. Absolutely. Uh, taking skills that nobody else did, that was worth one point each skill. So this is where it could have shot up. There was a possible, I think it was 17 points apart from the skills that you could get for points for. So if you took a cheap-ass team with lots of individual skills, you could potentially up that another 7 to 11 if you were really trying. If you conned a friend into buying a ticket, you got one point. If you were wearing an outfit, that was one to three points. Clarification. Everybody there was wearing an outfit. No, a specific outfit. Like, <laughs> Thank God everyone there was wearing an outfit, right? <laughs> From Captain Sweatpants with his butt. But no, we didn't get him. Uh, yeah, look, some sort of theme to your outfits, whether that fit in with, you know, your team or whether it was a full-on costume or whether you just were, you know, wearing a T-shirt 
declaring your team name, your league that you play in, or your favorite very podcast co host. <laughs> co host. All right, we're going to another level. <laughs> I want to play favorites. All right. All right. You win. Uh, that was one to three points. If you. Let me just have a look here. Do, 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 do. That's. I've just given the same description to two things. I just had to work that out. If you wanted a grudge match in game one, both members would get one point. And if you brought along a roster that you could hand to your opponent or that your opponent could look at, that was an easy one. That was worth two points. So it was a real mix of, let's be clear, basic tournament etiquette. Yes. And then making people do other stupid shit for our amusement. Yes. I think it was a post in one. Was it a Discord or was it a Facebook page or something saying, you know, if you're going to make people do such and such at a tournament, why not all of these? And started listing there off was, things. It was amazing. There was it was a Facebook post where it was it was originally about whether you should include paint scores, so presentation team painting scores as part of the overall victory. Um, so it was talking about, you know, if you've got a win-loss draw and all, however you're working out the game results, whether you should also include things like painting, um, sports potentially, you know, sportsmanship and things like that, uh, and, and have an overall winner. And there was a very vocal discussion around it, um, which was impressive because it was online and typed, uh, but somebody literally piped into that and said, oh, if you're going to do that, why don't you make them, you know, write a theme song and have a costume and give them points for that and that can all count. We're here to play a game, not to do stupid things. So that was most of our list um, in one that Facebook was motivation. post. It was the best because I'm just like, we are giving points for literally everything on here because this is this is exactly what we want to see. Some of them we stole off that post. It was the best. I'm pretty sure theme song was on that post. And I'm just like, we're absolutely stealing that. That is the greatest thing in the world. Um, and I really hope whoever authored that post, and I never really chased it, but saw exactly <laughs> what we were doing. Uh, we were just, I mean, the post was all about how stupid that sort of stuff is. So we, uh, that's what Why So Serious is all about. So we just had to. We had to have it. Thank you for making me not have to think. Yes, you gave us some ideas, that's for sure. And then the big award was the awesomest, most awesome player of awesomeness. And that was a collection of all of the points. So not only normal points that you would get for winning and getting touchdowns and things like that, but every round had a particular rule and you could get points for that. And... So we just added that to the normal points and we added the points or points and we added the coolest team award points and the best opponent points. We added everything up and gave a prize to the person with the most points. Completely scientific. Completely. Um, a lot of math. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So... We had four rounds, 
shall we go into the rules and the things that we threw at people? So, and yeah, so for context, we had in the players pack that we would have a unique round rule for each round. And that is as much as we told people. And then they discovered these just before we did the draw for each round on the day. So there was no preparation. Um, there was also very little play testing. Oh yeah. I think, I think by very little, you mean none? Zero. Zero yep. playtesting. Uh, there was a lot of hope and anxiety. <laughs> Pretty much par for the course for us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I will also say that we had uh, the the rule that continued over the entire course of the day, stolen uncategorically from Gutterball, was restless fans. Um, in that stalling was... Uh, considered not sportsmanlike by the the the, uh, the spectators. So basically, if any player was determined to be stalling, there's a whole rule book definition there on page 64, um, they needed to roll a D6. On a 2+, the fans have become outraged and launched a bottle at them and they make an injury roll. So it is literally just a 2+, plus, you know, on a 2 or more, that player is injured. So bloody well score and reset. Because if yes. you want to stall, that that is a big old risk. We wanted to keep the games going and going smoothly and, you know, chugging along with all of these crazy sort of rules. And at the end of the day, like we said, we weren't too fussed about who won and lost. No. So it was all about having as much fun as you can. Stallings... You know, absolutely a tactic that you can use and use to effect and mm -hmm. should use on occasion. Mm -hmm. There are times when you should not stall, and Jace knows all about that. Oh, you fuck one guy. <laughs> um. <laughs> but not today. Not at Wyso. No, and uh, the thing with stalling, to be to be really clear, is that it is a valid tactic, but what it does is it takes one player out of the game. Yep. And what we were very keen on is making sure that both players were as involved in the game as possible. Um, so just discourage. You can do it. You absolutely can do it. You, you play you. You do you. I'm not your mother. But here's some consequence that you consider it. Yep. Agreed. On to the fun stuff. So the yes. first round, you, you've woken up in the morning to be fair, it was a very reasonable 10 a.m. that people were showing up to play games and things like that. Like, we're not asking people to show up the crack of dawn. Slippery when wet. I really enjoyed naming these. Um, <laughs> I could tell. So, the, uh, the flavor text for this one was, uh, those engineers have been playing that weird game with the ice blade shoes and messed up our pitch. This game of sevens is in an ice hockey rink. So, the rules for this relatively simple. The ground has been covered by a group of ice, by a group of engineers trying to invent a new sport. There are two parts to it. One, ice is hard. So if a player is knocked over, they suffer a plus one to the armor roll. Makes sense. Maybe stolen from Gutterball. Number two. You see that on a lot of the, the special pitches and stuff that yeah, it's, puts out. It's safe. It's nice and easy. Uh, so that was that was the first part of the rule. Not too special. Not too much thinking involved. Part B. Ice is slippery. So after any player makes a move action, either on its own or as part of another action, they will slide one square in a random direction. 
If they would collide with another player, they'll stop. That extra movement doesn't count to their movement allowance. They're not required to roll for to rush, but it also can take that player off the pitch or into the end zone. And then there was extra points and a round-specific prize for the coach who crowd-surfed the most opposition players, noting that any player that was taken off the pitch was you know pushed off the pitch, whether by an opposing player or by just the fact it was a bit slippery, counted towards that. Yep. And, uh, yeah, look, this got quite a few questions, I must say, wandering around. Now, you played this. I did play this. It was glorious. Um, So, yeah, questions in that if I'm doing an action like a blitz, at what point do I slide? Because it's a move and then you interrupt the move to do a block action and then you might be able to continue moving, but what if I'm out of movement? Anyway, we basically ruled it that you finish your action. If that action involved a move, then you slide at the end of everything being resolved. That's the last thing you do. There's, there's the moral of the story. So it was actually surprisingly kind of easy once you got used to it, doing it. <laughs> um, but what it meant, the, the actually the interesting bit for me is it actually meant that you were never going to be in the square that you ended in. So if I finished a move in a square, that was the one square I was guaranteed not to be in. Unless you bumped into another player, in which case you didn't move. Yeah. That was it. But more often than not, I mean, I was watching games, wandering around, answering questions, and the amount of times you'd see one person try and set up their pieces and everything kind of slipped and slid into the right way and then the other player would try and sort of match up and and balance out their team to to do the right things and then their players would completely slide out of direction and be all over the place. Try and form a cage. Just try. Um, And and equally, like, but even things like setting up assists. So you'd be trying to set up just a a regular everyday two-dice block to get, so you'd move someone in for an assist and then they'd slide away. Like, motherfucker. All right. You'd move someone else in and then he would slide off to like, Son of a bitch. All right. Next one. So I, I, at one point during that game, would have moved about three players in to try and assist one block that all decided they did not want to assist that one block. <laughs> and it was ridiculous. Um, it, it, was, it also meant because you were terrified of the edge of the pitch that the board just felt skinnier because you were all just avoiding. Yes. Now, And this was really obvious with... The amount of crowd surfs that we got because, like Joe said, we had individual prizes each uh, round and the winner for round one took it out with three crowd surfs, which is not an awful lot. No, I, I, I was waiting for one game to snowball because all yes. it takes is one person to hit the edge of the pitch and you just slam them in like you just... Watch everyone dogpile in, um, and it would have been amazing. But it, I think this round unanimously was probably voted the most popular extra rule. Absolutely. Um, this was the one that most people were talking about after the day. And it literally messed with every single activation, every single turn of the game. It was – you just lost control. It, like – 
But, and as I said, I played this one, and I played it with somebody who was playing their maybe second ever blah blah game. So just to mess with their brains a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. It was, it was great. So we, uh, I can't remember whether we finished the game completely, but um, it was it was great because you're just there going, all right, so here's how I do this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to get someone into assist here. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, I'm going to get someone in to go and do this. Oh, no, they're not. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> this is this is the thing that we didn't quite think about is the fact that we had, I think it was like six players playing in their very first tournament or, you know, first couple of games ever. And we we always try with our tournaments to make them as new player friendly as we possibly can. And we push why so serious going, well, there's no prizes for first, second, third. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody's going to have a ball. It's a great tournament to come to if it's your first one. What we didn't think about was that whole teaching of the game. And <laughs> to be fair, it didn't change the fact that I hope that they, they got more out of the game and then they knew sort of a little bit more and they're a little bit more confident in the rules after that. It was just that you go, this is what I want to do. Oh, I'm not going to do that this game. Uh, <laughs> this is what I want to do. Oh, I'm not going to do that this game either. Um, you know, here's what I'm planning out and here's what I want to try and do. Oh, that's not going to happen. Um, so it, it was fine. It was just, uh, and I think, you know, you take some of that lightheartedness and you take an opponent that's happy to be you know just enjoy the stupid um and i think it gets people into the game more like i hope so it is different but we were both giggling well i was giggling enough for two people (laughs) if nothing else (laughs) round two then let's move on so round two was you know, very sneakily named Fumblebrewski. All right. So this was, again, let, let's, some thinking around the the different round rules were, let's try and interrupt things that people try to do in the game. So things that people try to like we want to a encourage a thing that people are doing so i want to try and get them to do it more and then i want to mess with it that was that was the premise so the first one is people are going to always move let's mess with it this one we wanted to encourage moving the ball between players so the rules for fumble ruski all players on the pitch get the fumble ruski skill it's free, it doesn't cost anything, off you go, Merry Christmas. And ironically, nobody took Fumble Ruski in their list. No. So we weren't even doing giving you know, somebody a double up. Uh, number two, a failed pickup or pass attempt is not a turnover, but the player who failed does end their activation. So that was a pretty big change, in, and that was one that tripped up people me included, um, because you automatically go, oh, I failed a thing, it's a turnover. Oh, wait, no, it's not this game. The third part of this, which was really where we were going, is uh, if a player starts their activation with the ball and they end their activation with the ball, they drop the ball and it's a turnover. So you can attempt to get rid of it as much as you want and that's perfectly fine, but if you don't try to get rid of it, it's a turnover and you're going to drop it. Yeah with a score for the most successful passes. Yes. 
And this was funny, having some some matchups and some teams that are just uh, not pass-oriented. I think we had a game, what was it? It was, uh, it was Tomb Kings versus Shambling Undead, was it? I think that was the last game. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Let me just have a quick look. No. Um, yeah, no, it was Tomb Kings versus Shambling Undead. Oh, Tomb Kings and Shambling? No, I'm thinking of a yes. slightly different game, but that, that's going to get a note in the last one. Um, yes. So there were teams that we geared up to do this well. Um, funnily enough, I got to play this one, and my team was one of the ones that was geared up to do this well. And I completely forgot. <laughs> Where are you on this one? Three uh, passes. Yeah. Not enough. I I could have done a lot. I was trying to do a couple of things at once, and none of them ended up working. Uh, so, funnily enough, I was I was the the odd man out here. So when there, we had an odd number of players for a little bit, um, I'd stepped in for a couple of games. I ran a team I thought would be simple and quick to get games done with, which is part of the job of the person doing this. Um, because you want to be able to get around and help other people and answer questions as well. So I ran high elves, throw a catcher, a couple of blitzes. They were painted, was the moral of the story there, <laughs> with the idea that I would take Hail Mary pass on the thrower, diving catch on the catcher to see if I could go from end zone to end zone. That was that was the whole goal if I was going to play this. Um, I, again, forgot about that a little bit. Um, White line fever, it's a thing. No. Um, <laughs> I, I played I played um, Lee's Snotlings with the giant in this game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he tried to bomb the living hell out of me, uh, which my thrower proceeded to catch the bomb and throw it right back to him very accurately. Um, and oh, then I was going to see it. Then I was going to see if I could try and kill a giant. And then I got he got very distracted by a lot of things going on. Uh, and in truly form, his dice just decided not to show up. Like again, it was one of the will nothing go right. I I I don't know anyone who has had dice worse than that man playing Blood Bowl. The a loud voice I heard on numerous occasions saying, fuck this game. But always with a smile on his face. He keeps coming back. So either he hates himself or he actually secretly loves it. Um, Yeah, it's great because he is the nicest guy in the world. Like some people would legitimately quit games, walk out of events. Uh, No. Not Lee. He's just happy to swear and keep going and get another drink. <laughs> That's it. So we gave an award for the most number of passes, and mm-hmm. the most number of passes was six, which is pretty good. That's not too bad. Uh, we actually had two teams on six. So with any of these, the tiebreaker was the first team to finish. So Anthony took it out with six with his, uh, what was he, Elven Union, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to call out Will. So Will was playing Vampires. Awesome team for passing. He also got six passes. Uh, His game took a little bit longer, unfortunately, but 
He got six passes against Nurgle. Which, Disturbing presence. Oh, that's got to be worth extra points. I mean, it wasn't, but it, kudos. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> so you know, moral victory. Um, yeah, it was impressive. Yeah. Round three. Now, we gave everybody who came a little sort of gift bag. There was a beautiful Why So Serious coin, which I'm very, very proud of. We had the dice. We also had a model in there. One of a kind, limited edition. Designed by Jace. No, well, sort of. I just, I, you you agree. In in the same way that you design things via chat GPT, right? Um, So, uh, Ivan at at Agni Miniatures did all the hard work. um, And I just went, here's some stupid ideas. Can you smoosh them together into a model? And he went, I absolutely can. Um, And he did in the best of ways. So, we had a Minotaur referee as the exclusive uh, giveaway model for Why So Serious. Um, and I still love it. I think he looks amazing. He was so yeah. much fun to paint. Like, There's pictures of him up on the Discord and on the event page and all that sort of stuff because uh, we obviously painted ours up in advance. And we should we should do some sort of award or something to the person that paints theirs up. The best. We should. Let's discuss yeah. that. All right, cool. Later Done. on. Anyway, round three. Red rag to a ref. The ref has had enough of these amateurs and wants to see some blood. So, rules for this round. The start of each drive, the kicking team places a minotaur ref in a square at the center of the pitch. The minotaur does not grant assists or affect the game in any way except for taking up a square. He can be targeted by players performing a block action. He will not eject players for fouling. So this one was foul central. You know, you were not going to get sent off. However, if a team ends a turn, starting at turn two for the receiving team, and has not performed a foul, their opponent must use the ref to perform a free additional blitz. And we gave the award for the most successful fouls. Now, the Minotaur, we it was a stock standard Minotaur. Uh, we gave him stand firm because you weren't pushing him off the side of the pitch. He was staying on. This is the thing. Why so serious? One, we had a Goblin Fanatic. Yes. Yeah. It yep. is. Ball and chain. And I think there were multiple games where he got pushed off the pitch or yeah he disappeared really quickly and just didn't wasn't involved in the game and i'm like all right we need to fix that if we're going to add a model to the game he needs to get involved um so stan firm was part of that and then the other thing we did is we gave him a armor value of infinity yes you can get him on the ground and that would you know limit his ability yeah limit his movement a little bit but you were never getting through that armor. He was always jumping back up. You needed to be fouling. And there were some fouls. So many fouls. <laughs> so the winner for this round took it out with nine fouls. <laughs> out of 12 turns. Nuts. Just nuts. 
Nine successful fouls. Yes. We didn't, we are still, it was one a turn out of 12 turns is impressive. Yep. Ah, dear. So much fun. This, in some games, did snowball. Um, and there was some, some clever plays by a couple of people. Um, in that, we did say that, so there were a couple of questions around, you know, where the center of the pitch was and all that kind of stuff. Like, we, we, we nutted most of that out. What, what, do, what is a successful foul? It's probably it things that we should have. Yeah, we, we clarified all this. We got there. But we called out that the very first player, so if you're receiving the ball, your very first turn, it is difficult to foul because you need to get someone on the pitch with a hit and then you need to do a thing. But from then on, there's an equal chance. One player twigged, though, as the receiving team and just moved all of their team backwards. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden, the kicking team couldn't foul and they got a free minnow blitz. And then they proceeded to just move forwards and they had their regular blitz, their minotaur blitz and a foul every turn and deleted Yelves Skaven. Um, Who was that? That was, was that, John DeLacy. That was John. Oh, it God, was, no. he, he knows his blood bowl. He knows his oh, stuff. And my God, just, we did. That was, that was big brain. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. No, we on the fly. Just we, no. would have, <laughs> we would have put something in about that. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant um, though. Points, was. points for effort. Um, either way, the, yeah, the minnow he did do work. It was did get to a point with a few teams that they're like, well, I can't foul because I can't get anyone on the down because I only have two players left. Um, so I have to run away because the minotaur is now chasing me. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But the moral to this story is that everyone got a cool-looking Minotaur pit, uh, model. Everyone's a winner. Yes. Round four. So the last round of the game, uh, also in this little player's pack, we gave a ball token. Because, I mean, we figured everybody, every game there would have a ball. But, yeah, let's give everybody a token as well. Probably a lot of people when they got their players back got a little handout. Didn't think too much about that. We've given nah. away ball tokens before. We've given away stuff, and you get a little gift bag at the start of a tournament. And people are like, oh yeah, sweet, some cool stuff, and they don't even open it. In some instances, you just throw it in your bag and go, I'll deal with that later. And then at the start of each round, we're like, all right, so open up your gift bag, and you'll find. And in round four, we said, go and open up your little gift bag, and you will find a ball token. Because round four is multi-ball. <laughs> this is something I was so looking forward to. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you want to give the rules for this one? The crowd has seen far too many games that end in a nil-all draw. We're not having this. After every kickoff before the start of the receiving team's turn, a member of the crowd from each side throws an extra ball on the pitch. So... Each player throws in a ball as if it was thrown in from the crowd from the sideline. It should be thrown in from a square as close to the center of the pitch as possible. Basically, you get to choose from two. Yeah. They 
The extra balls don't cause touchbacks. They can start anywhere on the pitch. If they go off, they just get thrown back in by someone else. They, they are going to start on the pitch. They are all treated exactly as if they're the game ball, and any ball can be used to score at any time. Which basically meant you had three balls on the pitch, and you could score with any one of those, and as soon as somebody scored... The game resets, those three balls come back on. <laughs> there is always three balls on the pitch, and you've got to think about that in your offense. You've got to think about that in your defense. You don't get to control where they come in because they're thrown in from the crowd, so they can end up in stupid places. Um, like and, in the end zone. Oh, my God. And not only that, right, but... They're all the game ball. If you try to pick any one of those up and fail, there's a turnover. Mm. So there was a lot of games that had some pretty rapid uh, you know, moving of turn markers. It's uh, It was something else, this one. Like this round, I think, yeah, ice skating, number one. I think this one was the second most popular. Yeah, and uh, we we gave the round result. Uh, so you the points that you were given for this one, unlike the other ones where you just get one point for whatever we were giving it for, we were giving the winner. It was the player who had the best defense, so the player whose opponent scores the fewest touchdowns, and we had two teams hold their opponents to a nil result, which was nuts. <laughs> Just nuts. It's three balls and anyone can score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and interestingly for the, because we're also giving points for, for good defense, I suppose, that went towards the overall awesomest player thing so everybody started with five points for that and you just lost a point for every time your opponent scored a touchdown um but just bonkers and this is the game that had the nurgle tomb kings playoff but when i say nurgle tomb kings playoff it was the nurgle team out how to do this in post, right? This is, this is um, Zencaster getting upset at us for not using music in the middle of our episodes anymore. Oh, we should do that more. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> not the music I was thinking, but sure. Okay, sure. Um, so this was the game, though. So we're back to multi-ball. This was the game we had a Nurgle Tomb Kings playoff where multi-ball... Um, 
But not only, both, so Tomb Kings which, we know. Yeah, they're not great at picking up the ball. Either. At the best of times, right? The Tomb Kings player, I'm pretty sure, had the thrower, right? The Nurgle team had sacrificed everything to get a giant. So the team was giant rotters. <sighs> okay. That team, <laughs> the, the pair of them literally just kicked balls around the pitch, just slowly nudged them in vague directions until somebody eventually picked it up at some point through miraculous rolling. Um, that was a 2-1 game. <laughs> that was impressive because I'm pretty sure they just slowly nudged them over the line for every single instance. Um, glorious. So, four rounds of craziness. It was a good day. It was so much fun. Look, uh, it's nerve-wracking putting these things on because we have plans and ideas in our head and, you know, if especially if we don't play test them, we don't know how they're going to go. Even if we do play test them, we don't know how they're going to go because... We will often playtest things in the spirit in which they're intended. It's like proofreading your own work, right? That's yep. why there are always so many spelling mistakes in our players' packs. Um, so it, it was great to be able to get there and for us to go, here's a stupid-ass rule, and people go, oh, what about this? We're like, That's great, and we should have thought of that, but we haven't. So here is something we've made up on the spot, and yep. everyone to be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's my work life, normally. I mean, you and me both, right? It's just the level of confidence that you can you can yes. say it with. Um, but equally, you walk into these wanting everybody to come for a good time and have a good time, and there is the chance that you throw something in the mix that means that somebody doesn't. Um, so there is a, a real level of anxiety coming into it going i really hope we've we've balanced like hit the nail in regards to fun without being too far that it's going to ruin somebody's day um i think the people whose days they would ruin don't show up and that's great too yeah self-moderation is a wonderful thing we yeah like we said this second one we've done second year in a row i think we have to keep on going the I had quite a few comments throughout the day, and especially at the end, just saying, you know, uh, actually both Jameses came up to me with great comments. Uh, so James, who ran um, Mayhem, Mayhem, he came up and he goes, I just want to go home and play 11s with these rules and see what happens. It's <laughs> <laughs> like he was having a ball, and James Denise just came up to me after the day and he was like i'm coming back next year and i'm bringing friends yeah i was so, having a really good chat to him want. absolutely i was having a really good chat to him and he was kind of he's in the the kind of infancy of of kicking off a, a bit of a sevens league mm-hmm. in his local area and he was like i was hoping to get some more people but they're all brand spanking new to the game mm-hmm. um and he's Which like again, but, not a, not always a bad thing Sevens Absolutely. Is a good way of teaching people blood bomb. But it, it is sometimes a hard sell to go, hey, you've just learnt this game for the first time. Come to a tournament. Um, I get that too. Like that's yep. that's sometimes a, tr- a tricky 
and it, it, it a little bit nerve wracking for the person rocking up for the first time. Um, unless you know half the, the tournament and you know, they're actually going to be fine with that. And if not encouraging, yeah. um, but he was saying, this is the kind of thing he wants for his, because he, you know, like nobody wants to play really serious white knuckle, no. bloody down to the wire, blah, blah. He wants just people rolling dice and having a giggle. So it's really nice to be able to connect with other communities that are looking for similar type things as well. Um, and look, we've, we've been doing this for a bit. So this is what, we're in our third year of doing tournaments, I think. Something like that. Maybe, yeah, and then, yeah, we've run a number of leagues. And it's all about having a bit of fun, growing your community that... Yeah, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but if there's ever anything we can help with, by all means, just like jump into Discord, shoot us a question. We are happy to give our advice, which mm-hmm. is, I don't know, 50 50 whether it's right or not. I mean, it's exactly 50 50. It will be right or not. Yep. <laughs> and you can take that advice and you can use it or you can throw it into the bin where it belongs. That's totally up to you. But we are always happy to, to try and help out in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's really been like it is a game that we love playing for all of the wrong reasons. Um, we're both mediocre at best. Yeah. <laughs> But that's mediocre fine. Players, mediocre organizers, just humans. Um, definitely mediocre podcasters. So you're not going to get the the in depth strategic advice that you will get from other content producers. Um, but what we are super keen on is embracing the spirit of the game and building communities that really just love playing for all the right reasons whether they're good at it or not because and this is way off track right but something (laughs) i've been it's something that i've been reflecting on a little bit since the last the pain event episode Mm -hmm. in that people need to feel okay enjoying something they're not good at yep The point of it is not to be good at Blood Bowl. The point of it is to play the game and enjoy playing the game. Being good doesn't matter. Um, And that's kind of the point of this whole thing. And, you know, it's the same reason with the pain events. Being the best painter doesn't matter. Enjoying painting and enjoying the hobby is the bit that matters. You might be wonderful at it. You might not be. It doesn't matter. You're not doing it for someone else. So that's kind of the thing that we're we're here to talk about, and that's the thing that we're here to build a community around. Go fuck it if you like the game. Be rubbish at it. I don't give a shit. Just play the game. Have fun. As long as you're having fun and we're having fun, and yeah, if you're playing a game and having fun, then your opponent's gonna have fun too. Exactly. Anyway, shall we get into the winners? People did win things. People did win things. Uh, so I'll go from the bottom up. So knee pads, the middle of the pack, was taken out by Liam Bushell in his first Blood Bowl tournament. 
playing Skaven and some yeah. awesome Skaven models too. They were very pretty. They were very pretty. Uh, so the coolest team award. Now this was, oh, this is always a big one. There's always mm. a lot of votes and, uh, you know, there's the same few sort of names that we see pop up again and again and again. However, Lee took this one out with 33 points, beating the runner-up who was on 20. So a considerable amount with his giant and snotlings. And yep. his fuck this game and throwing in his <laughs> dice. Yeah. Yeah, for a man who hates the game, he makes things look very pretty. Yeah. Um, and they did. They looked wonderful. And, yeah, he, I think he was a bit shocked when uh, when we called his name out. Best opponent. So, as usual, this was a tie. So, one point for each vote that you get as best opponent. Uh, so, four rounds. Four is the most you can get. If anybody ever gets four, I would be astonished because we don't see... We, we always see a lot of votes going everywhere for these awards. Which I love. Because and it, it, that's a sign of good community. You know, everybody's having fun, and and the more votes you get spread around for best opponent, I think the better the community. But three votes, two people coming in on three votes, and of, as always, we give this to the player who was lower down the list. Easier to be a, a decent opponent if you're winning games, but James Denise. So, yeah. congrats to him. I think again, I think he was a bit shocked, but he definitely deserved it. The games that I wandered past, you know, even when it was not going his way, he was he seemed to be having a lot of fun. Yeah, that was glorious. You know, what we should do one year is instead of having the tiebreaker as the person who comes last or in the the progression, mm -hmm. make them work it out themselves, <laughs> <laughs> like Rochambeau or something. I don't care. You guys, as the <laughs> nicest people here, can decide which one of you is the nicest person here. I just, I, I want to see how long that takes. Oh my God, that's a great idea. All right. Uh, so, two more prizes. We had the points haul. So, as I said, there was a maximum of 17 points plus however many skills you got. So, uh, individual skills. So, I mean, you could technically... I think you could go pretty much all the way up to 28 if you had like 11 snotlings with different skills that nobody took. But taking that out with 17 points, Matt Bruce, and he went above and beyond. My wildest dreams. Um, <laughs> so sorry. not only did he have an ogre team named after people in the Discord, He'd painted from scratch using the the colours from the you know team t shirts that we had made. Um, it, it was everything that I ever wanted. He had um, you know a, a backstory and you know some some justification in the he'd, he'd considered law when he was thinking about what he was giving his team and how that was going to work out. He wrote recorded and then played at the, like had playing during the the lunch break a, a theme song 
Um, I I heard about the theme song, but I didn't actually hear it. I got him to send it to me afterwards. We will talk. And um, yeah, it was. I listened to it. Um, I played it as I was in the kitchen doing the dishes, and I was just <laughs> pissing myself laughing. So good. Uh, look, he. He had the theme song. He had the team all painted up in a in a theme. He had them named after Discord people. He, I mean, you know, he named the team, you know, a shortened version, a short version for TCG. So it was, you know, the was it California Cal- Knob Gobblers. Yes, um, all of which gave him points. I'll, I'll be absolutely honest here. It gave him points for what we were giving points for we didn't give him anything extra because it was all sort of tg tcg related and then he shows up yeah. not only wearing his tcg shirt which matched his team because he painted his team to match the shirt um but with a scratch built foam ogre blood bowl helmet yes that he could hardly see out of um <laughs> you couldn't wear his glasses on underneath it <laughs> and he managed to readjust it during the day to the point where he could, but um, oh, did he? Oh. yeah, and and he had sort of the the you know the wrist braces and the bandages and stuff. It like he he went a hundred and twenty percent. It was the best thing in the world. Yeah, it was glorious to see. There's pictures of him accepting his award uh, with gusto, let's say, on the Discord and on the Facebook event. Uh, but that was awesome work. So, Matt Bruce with the points whore, and then the big one, the awesomest, most awesome player of awesomeness. Uh, now, this, the total number of points that you could get for the rounds was 112 points. But then you add on the points that you could get for the, all your fouls and all your passes and all your crowd surfs and your points for best opponent points for the coolest team, all of that sort of stuff. Like the sky was honestly the limit on this. Uh, but taking this out with 116 points was Tim Cotter again. He Tim refuses taking the big to prize. Come to, he refuses to show up to our events and lose. <laughs> and he is the nicest guy. Like, Absolutely all the time in the world for Tim. And, uh, I mean, to be fair, though, he shows up. He's got an amazing-looking team. He's an amazing guy to play against. Um, he's actually a pretty good like, – he's a good player, too. So he's going to do well in games. Like, he's just – it's everything, right? It, it's the, the, the hobby is good. The game is good. The human is good. It, it yeah. I don't want to say it's the full package, but I'm quite happy to write your Tinder profile, but Tim. I'm just putting it out there. If you if you need that happening, uh, yeah, reference. I got gotcha. you. I would like to. Hear, I would like to read that profile. Uh, but just adding on to that, I'm still undefeated against him. Hang on, I played him at Mayhem. Who won? <laughs> I might be too. Um, and then special uh, consideration I suppose special consolation uh, Josh Bushell came runner up in three of those so runner up for the awesomest most awesome player of awesomest with 109 points runner up with points hall with 12 points and runner up on best opponent as well 
he is officially the bridesmaid. Absolutely. All bridesmaid, no bride. Um, I wanted to give a bit of a shout out to So we, it was a great day. Had a lot of fun. We, it was pretty easy for, for us. I think, I think I can speak for both of us in, in running because I mean, a lot of our prep had been done beforehand and everybody was just awesome and made the day go really smoothly. Uh, a couple of companies I want to throw out there, though. So Gaming Arena in Coburg mm-hmm. for the second tournament in a row have they gifted us a couple of awesome Blood Bowl mats, which are both 7s and 11s. You want to play the other game, you flip it over. Uh, they gave us some of those to give away as prizes, so that's that's just awesome. Gaming Arena in Coburg, if you are near the area, go and check them out. I have been there. It is a phenomenal-looking place. Uh, Charlie Victor as well. Everybody knows Charlie Victor. If you have played Blood Bowl for a decent amount of time, they're based in the UK. They do some awesome Blood Bowl accessories. We gave away Charlie Victor products for the round prizes. The another another thanks, Johnny at the Big V donated a couple of uh, sevens pitches. Um, so gave those away and then throw the dice as well. Rich, the nerd fairy. Awesome. You know, thank you so much, guys. It really helps us run an easier tournament and, you know, gives us, I mean, if we're not using X amount of the entry price for prizes, that gives us the opportunity to spend that money on or more things like the coins and, and the, the model itself and all that sort of stuff that we can give to everyone because... You know, cool, yeah, it's great to walk away with a prize at the end of the day, but if you've had a fun tournament and you've got a little gift bag to walk out with, that's all I need. Mm. Hopefully that's, you know, enough for, for a lot of people. No, it was, there was a lot of people that put a lot of thought and time and effort in, like to everybody who painted a team to come mm-hmm. along and, and to, you know, put a little bit more effort than they normally would into stuff. It was amazing for everyone who gave us feedback and I will encourage literally anybody who says that was great, that bit could be better. Hey, have you thought about doing X, Y, and Z? I, I will absolutely take all of that because we want to do this again and we want to make it better. Um, so I, if, if you've got thoughts, ideas, suggestions, hit us up. That's absolutely, but for everyone who can make it, for those people that couldn't make it and, and you know, we're, we're keen as, but, but couldn't too, thanks for, for trying to get there. Um, but for everyone who just showed up and, and again, it took the day in the spirit it was intended. Yeah. Yeah. It was just standing outside at the end of the day, exhausted from all the, you know, yeah, like I said, it was easy enough on the day, but it's still exhausting to, to run these things. And just having people talk about the day and how much fun they had and you know, what they thought was just, it was just such a privilege. I really appreciate it. 
It was good. Let's do again. Let's do again. Let's do it again. All right. So, let's do it again. So. 16th of March, 2024. Not, not quite again, but something similar. Something and similar. And by similar, a little bit different. A little bit different. We are presenting our first tournament of 2024, DP. Now... We named it DP for the obvious innuendo. <laughs> and we ran a little competition on the Discord to see who could name it appropriately. Uh, and the winner of that was Clinton, who came up with dubious partnerships. So this is a doubles event. We are hosting it at Throw the Dice. There are 16 spots we have sold out on one and a half of those already. And we have to put the players back out. All right. We should do that. It is, yeah, you are going to be playing with a partner against other people with their partners. Yeah. So to be vaguely clear, you know, to be vaguely clear about what that looks like is you will play a game of Blood Bowl 7s against somebody. Your partner will play another game of Blood Bowl 7s against another somebody. Uh, partner of the first somebody. See how this works out. It's kind of like you all put your keys in a bowl. Um, no. So <laughs> your team will much. play another team. Your team will play another team. But that's that's kind of the, the concept, right? It is a team's event. So your team will have a score. Their team will have a score. Your team, you know, will get points for things and you will be awarded points and honestly it's the blood bowl things it's not why so serious things right so we're not doing that but a team will win an individual will not win um so you have the opportunity here to go find someone who can carry you through an event um (laughs) you can find someone who actually just want to hang out with the day and and sit next to in all your games and and generally just giggle with as yep. other stupid things happen, um, do what you want. Uh, so we'll put a little bit more of a thought into a player's pack in the very near future. But realistically, this will be our you compete as a pair. Um, should we do a three-legged race at lunchtime? No, sure. that's silly. Uh, <laughs> no, so let's just do it throughout the day. Everybody has to go to their tables. No, anyway, this is a regular event. So prizes for first, second, third. No crazy shit happening each round this is a normal event it just happens to be a doubles event 16th of march all the details are up on facebook already there should be other places we can put it surely i mean it we is are trying to get it. yeah <laughs> but if i put it on only fans and clinton's the only one that's going to see it then the we are trying to get a bit more of a social presence. So what that looks like, who knows? We don't know what we're doing. Too but, bad, yeah. like, uh, It's a lot of effort. I know. Tell me about it. Um, apart from that, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think that's all the exciting stuff. Yeah. There I is, want to, yeah, you go. I, I know. Speaking of things that are currently on social media is where I wanted to go to because we are currently trying to, to the best of our meager abilities, promote things on social media at the moment. Specifically, yes. our large, hefty, monumental end-of-year giveaway. Yes. So 
you only have until the end of December. So Christmas is coming really quickly, and then the end of December is coming straight after that. So there are three games up on offer. Uh, Star Wars Shadowpoint, Hero Quest, and Marvel Zombies. You get your choice. You win that that competition. You choose which one of those games you want, and we will give it to you. Simple as that. Like the post on Facebook or Instagram. Tag somebody. That's it. If you are a Patreon and you like and tag, you will get extra entries depending on your Patreon level. If you have attended one of our tournaments like Why So Serious and you like and tag the post, you will get extra entries. If you have been in our paint events throughout the year. This is our big end of year one, so we are recognizing everybody that has joined us. Yeah, anyone who's helped us do stupid shit over the year, thanks. Yeah. We'll give you an extra entry if you like and tag. That's it. So that is up and happening. Apart from that, it is the holiday season. There is various things that you know are Christmas and other religious stuff going on. Stay safe, everyone. Be be safe. Look after each other. Get through. This is you know this is a fun, exciting time for many people. It is a, a very difficult time for others. Fucking um, exhausting for everyone, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, retail Christmas is horrible. Um, but yeah, just you know, look out for each other and reach out if you need a hand, but have a very safe and happy break if you get a break from work, all that sort of stuff. And if you don't, at least slack off a bit, right? Yeah, that's it. Uh, by all means, give us a follow Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch. Instagram. We'll do more on Instagram, I promise. And Discord. Jump in the Discord if you're not there already. Because there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of people chatting, and a lot of talk about various different games. There's been talk about Kill Team, and we've got some Burrows and Badgers chat going. Uh, the new Epic, whatever it's called, yes. is getting a look in. Um there's, it's actually got me a little bit excited about some non-Blood Bowl games. I feel a little bit naughty thinking about it, like I'm, you know, straying to a, yes. to a mistress, but I'm kind of okay with it. Absolutely. Um, there is also talk about Blood Bowl and the there Blood Bowl is League. So much it's talk the about new Blood Sevens Bowl. League that starts up uh, mid-January. We're going to do this, you know, I've got plans. I think the plans are almost confirmed, are they not? They're pretty much confirmed. Uh, we have, it's going to be sevens, and it's going to be sevens with star play points. Yeah. So, so anyone who's played a, a uh, sevens league and a traditional sevens league history, you know that you get random skill on players, which generally means Dauntless on Treatment and other shit skills, Ironheart yep. skin and, and whatnot. Um and it means players quitting your team randomly at the least convenient time. And both of those things are not going to be happening. So your players will get star player points for doing in-game things. 
you can then spend those star player points on the skills. You can go random or you can save a couple and choose. Um, and it also means that your players do not quit the team. So we're going to see. We're going to see inducements and all sorts of stuff. Stuff is actually going to happen. It's going to feel like mini Blood Bowl. Yeah. Um, I think... I think it'll be interesting. It's gonna, it is honestly a trial season to see how it plays out, but I, I do know that there has been some frustration, rightly so, in in previous ones when you've got one player that finally gets a decent skill and then fucks off. Um, I think my last like, season was it my lizards. I think it was. And, yeah, I didn't get a single skill worth having on any of those throughout the whole What's season. What's the point? <laughs> um, you, know, and, you know, and then I think about things like Pip's Vampire Season, where not only did they just eat each other and die, but then the ones that didn't quit the team and he ended up playing games without vampires. Um, this should help alleviate some of that. Um, I'm just really curious to see how it plays out. You know, in my head it seems to work, but we'll see. We'll see what actually happens. Again, no playtesting done. We're just going to shoot the shit and see what happens. But, uh, yeah, so that'll be starting up mid-Jan. Sign up now if you're in the Geelong area and you want to jump on because it is, you know, I want to get as many players as possible for this season. So let's see I, if I think it'll be a fun one. The, yeah. We had a shorter season, smaller season last league, which was 16 players. But, yeah, I want to get, get back up and above the 20s. Again. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's just so – and the the atmosphere for league night, there is a couple of divisions running. So there is, you know, if you're super experienced you can, or you've done really well in the past couple, you can sit in the, the, the you know, top quote-unquote division. Um with the other people who pretend to know what they're talking about. Um, and if you just want to do stupid shit, there is a division with that. Or you're new to the game and you don't want to get steamrolled, there is a division exactly for that too. Yep. Um, and and so there's prizes. There is. We yeah. give things. Yeah. Um, apart from that, just got a couple of things to do. Anything else you want to mention? No. Uh, thank you very much to our Patreons who give us the opportunity to do giveaways like the big one that we're doing. Um, it astounds me no end to see people, you know, the love and support that we get from people is just very humbling and uh, very confusing. As well. I don't. I, I am not in a mental state to understand, comprehend, or accept. So please accept my confusion as appreciation. Yes. Uh, so really, you know, a couple of bucks a month, you can help us do this. We put in all our Patreons for like a Patreon giveaway every month um, and they get extra entries into the big giveaways and you know, access to a Patreon-only Discord channels, a bit of extra things. We try and give um, you know, as much away as we can to make it worth 
your while to be a patreon because we don't understand why you do it otherwise um but thank you very much to our newest patreon dan much appreciated thanks for jumping on board and thank you as always to our thoughtless patrons the highest of the high the craziest of the crazy alice archie clinton gertsey jared kingsley and yuri thank you guys yeah yeah, shake our heads. Love you, appreciate you, don't understand you, but no. thank you. Unfathomable. That's it from us. Stay safe, everyone. Ladies. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. See ya. Always tastes the same